I'm going to tell a story about getting lost. Preface this story, I've run quite a few races in different towns. And on this particular day, I was going to Roxbury, Connecticut to run a race. And on this particular weekend was a Connecticut State Fair banquet for winners of baking contests. And I was fortunate enough to have two entries, one for the apple pie and one for the baked bread. So I had that to contend with that same day. I had to get my entries to Plymouth by 11 a.m., but the race started at 8.30 in Roxbury. So I had it all planned out. Loaded up the car, took about an hour or so to get to Roxbury. You've got to drive kind of slow because you've got precious cargo in that car now. It was a 4.3-mile run. After the run, I would go up to Plymouth. I had plenty of time. It was a very small run. Usually the people that I run with weren't going that day, so I was running with the townspeople who run these different mileage races every weekend. And they were very warm, warm, and, you know, they welcomed me, and they were talking to me, and they were just really, really nice. And I got there, I signed in, and I gave an emergency number just in case something happened with a name, and went to the start line, and I asked the question I always ask, is the route well marked? And I'm like, all right. And I they got said, this well, hesitation. kind of, um, but just follow everyone. Well, I'm not the fastest runner, so I was a little concerned, but I knew what road I started on, and I knew the name of the park that we started at. And I'm like, all right, how bad can it be? So we start the race, and I don't know if anybody's been to Roxbury, but it's lots of hills and then another hill, so there's lots of little valleys in between. And on the side of the road is another hill, and then it goes down on the other side. And there's very little houses in these area, not, not many houses at all, which I began to notice quickly. One gentleman was very nice. We got to a point where you had to go through the woods a little ways, and there was actually an arrow in the road. And he said, go this way. I'm like, all right. He goes, and then you'll come out. All right. And that was the last I saw of him. But in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, I got to the end of that wooded area, if I'm going to go back to the starting point, at some point, I've got to go right. So I'm going and I'm going. And at some point, I still see someone behind me. So I'm thinking they're either following me and they know where they're going or they're following me and I don't know where I'm really going because there's no other markings. So I'm going and I'm going. And all of a sudden, I look back and there's nobody behind me. And I'm like, well, maybe they're just slow. So I keep going. I keep going. I keep going. And I realize I really don't know where I am. I don't know if I'm going in the right direction. I don't see any signs that say you've hit mile one, you've hit mile two, nothing. And there really are no houses here. So I finally come to a house up on the hill, and this was late fall. Somebody was raking leaves. So I walk up the driveway, explain my situation. I said, I have no service on their, this phone. There was absolutely no service. You couldn't get anything. I said, can you tell me where this is? And he was like, well, I'm not really good with directions. <laughs> I said, all right, can you tell me what road this is? And he told me, he goes, I think you got to turn around. I'm like, are you sure? Because at that point, I was still not so far that I couldn't have gotten back if I had kept going forward somewhere. He goes, yeah, I think so. I'm like, okay. So I turn around and I start going back 
and I'm still not confident that this is the way I'm supposed to be going. And I see a bicyclist going by me. Now, there's no cars going by. And I said, excuse me. And he keeps his head down, and he goes, nope, I can't stop. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> he can't stop. I don't know why. Maybe he's biking to New York, and he's got to get there. I don't know why. So I kept going, I kept going, and I'm like, all right. My last resort, I tried downloading a compass. I tried downloading, you know, directions. I tried nothing. I couldn't get it. I called 911. I, I had to talk to somebody that would know because I knew what street I was on. The gentleman behind the desks answers. I explained my situation for the second time. And I said, can you help me? This is where I am. And he says, well, he goes, if you keep going a little ways, he, I said, do you know how far? He goes, no, I can't tell you that, but you should come up on this place and then you might see this. And I'm like, all right. So he talked to me a little more and I said, thank you very much. And he said, before you go, he said, you shouldn't call 911. You should just call the regular number if you're, you need something. I said, but I'm not from around here. I don't know what the regular number is. He said, well, just remember, don't call 911 for something like this. <laughs> Thank you very much. And I hung up. So I went the direction he told me. He said, just keep going in the same direction. And I still don't see any signs and I don't see anybody. So the next corner I come to, there's a gentleman with his wagon out on the corner. Now this is late fall and he's putting pumpkins out for sale. And I'm like, okay, he's a local. He must know something. So I stop and I explain the situation for the third time. And he was very helpful. He goes, well, this is the road that you want right here that I'm coming out of. But he goes, you don't want to go up that road. He said, it's way too long. He says, there's a shorter way if you go this way. And I'm like, oh my God, please. You know, if I know this is the road, maybe I really want to use the road. I'm already taking the scenic route. What's a few more miles? He said, no, really. He says, go the way I'm going to tell you. And he said, you'll be fine. And he says, I've got to go into town in a few minutes. He said, if I, still, if I see that you're still looking a little lost, I'll pick you up and bring you to the park. I said, thank you very much, but I don't know if I'd get credit for this run if I came in on a wagon. Finally, I came to a sign with mileage. I was now at mile three. Five miles in, I finally found mile three. <laughs> it might have been six miles. I, so I'm going, I'm going, I'm right. All right, no, he was right. And I found it. I went another mile and a half. And I get to where the race started because it was also the end point. And the timer had packed everything up. Everybody had left. Nobody came looking for me. <laughs> and I'm standing there going, well, isn't that a fine thing? <laughs> I looked at my clock I, I was going to time myself because I was going to get credit for this <laughs> whether or not they were there so I went up to the car in the meantime through this whole thing I'm thinking I got to get up and get my entries into that fair I had to be there by 11 o'clock as I go up to the car I see one gentleman that was there at the start and I went up to him I said excuse me I said I just got back I was lost he goes oh oh he goes do you know what time that you know what was your time and I told him, and he, he, he thanked me for being um, nice about the situation. So I'm sure they understood that everybody left. 
He didn't recognize me. He knew I was an out-of-towner. And I said, you're welcome. So I got in the car. I had to drive another 40, 45 minutes to get to Plymouth with my goods. And I got there, and I apologized for the state I was in <laughs> after running probably almost eight miles on a four-and-a-half-mile run. And I entered them, and I was able to leave and go back for the banquet that same night, and it was just, it turned out to be a good day and all. You've probably had times when you say, geez, I hope I don't get lost. Or what if I get lost, what would I do? Well, I could tell you I was running on adrenaline at some point, and at least I found one very kind person to help me out of that predicament. So. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Good job with the running. Is anybody curious about how well her pies did in Putnam? Yes. This is every um, Connecticut agricultural fair holds this contest for the state, and only the first place winners in any given fair go on to the state competition. So there was about 30 competitors in those classes. So I came in, I think it was ninth on that. So I was very proud of that because we all know there's really good fair bakers mm, yeah. at any fair. What's the longest race that you've done? I've done two half marathons, which are 13.1 miles. Those, <clears throat> they're not easy. Now, was that the first and last time you got lost at one? Yes, like that. Oh, I've gotten cool. like off trail we've i've done a lot of trail runs yeah but i've usually had you know a running buddy with me so you know it's not so yeah. squirrely and mm -hmm. you usually end up going back and looking for a marker you may have missed mm -hmm. yeah yeah has it cycled in your mind at all about the 911 part of that story like what why wasn't that a 911 emergency you were literally Yes, I, I, I was, and I explained the whole situation, that I was not from the area, yeah. mm -hmm. and I couldn't get any cell service, you know, so mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know if he had a bad morning. I, he needed love. Maybe <laughs> he needed love, but my morning wasn't going so great at that point either, so. Yeah. She I mean, needed love, too. Rather than <laughs> arguing with him, I just thanked him and yeah. went on my way, yeah. you know. He, he was helpful in the end, but. I don't know. So, mm -hmm. that's well, that. that was quite a powerful Thanks to our local producers and Team Hercules for production support. As told here, conversations and stories shared in the public interest in Studio W at WPAA-TV and Community Media Center. As told here, brings community media to where you are.